listeners, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Be Kind and Listen podcast. This is your host, Jess. Thanks for joining me as we show kindness to others by listening to their stories of heartache and grief. Today's guest is my friend, Allison. She's been married to her husband, Brent, for six years. They live in Louisville, Kentucky, and they have a daughter named Adley that's two. Allison, thank you so much for being willing to share your story today. Thank you, Jess. I'm so glad to just be here and to help honor your mom this way. Um, So to begin my story, I'd like to just quote um, one of my absolute favorite hymns, and that's, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Um, The words say, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. And the Lord has shown his faithfulness to me in so many ways throughout my life so far. Um, And one of those ways that I like to share about is through my sweet little family, And to start, I was the girl who was 26. I was not dating anyone. I didn't have any prospects. I thought I'd just buy, you know, a bunch of dogs or cats, have a bunch of pets, and just surround myself with animals until the Lord took me home. But um, the Lord, through His faithfulness, brought this handsome guy into our church, and he was a broken man. He was actually in the process of counseling after he divorced his wife um, due to an affair that she had. And I was broken, too. Um, I was involved in some a few unhealthy relationships, and so I was just ready to forget dating altogether. And I was actually starting to grow to be content in that. But then the Lord brought Brent to our church. And so through the brokenness of both of us, the Lord showed His faithfulness in bringing us together, um, even after some hilariously awkward dating moments, but that would need its own podcast episode. <laughs> so Brent and I were married in April of 2013, and by July, we were hit with baby fever. And if you know us, um, we had made a plan <laughs> before we got married saying that we were going to wait a year until we started trying to have a family. But after about three months of marriage, we were hit with baby fever, and there went that plan. So after about 10 months of trying and no success, we decided to meet with my doctor just to make sure everything was okay. And she had us both do some routine tests. And um, in December of 2014, we found out that we wouldn't be able to have biological children. Um, We were sad and we grieved, but at the same time, we felt this peace that only the Lord could have given us. We had actually already decided during our engagement that we wanted to adopt. So we just really felt that adoption was the Lord's plan for us. And so even through the infertility, um, the Lord showed his faithfulness in bringing us even closer together in our marriage. There was no blame shifting. There was no fighting. We didn't push each other away, Um, but we spent time praying together. The Word um, and being in the Word gave us peace, and there was, we probably felt even more in love then than we were when we were first married. 
And so after doing some research on different kinds of adoptions and agencies, we learned about embryo adoption through one of my friends at work. And then we were actually introduced to a sweet couple that had been through it. Um, so they took the time to meet with us and they told us their story. And we asked our questions and then we just spent some time praying that the Lord would make his will clear to us. And he did. So in March of 2015, we applied for embryo adoption. And in July of 2015, a sweet family from Texas chose us to adopt their seven embryos. So after the contracts were signed and the adoption was finalized, um, the embryos were shipped to our doctor's office. And then we could begin the process of starting to transfer the embryos. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with embryo adoption, um, it works kind of the same as IVF. So I was on a medication cycle for about 30 days prior to transferring our embryos. I have a lot of people ask me that sometimes, so I thought I'd throw that in there. Um, so our first transfer was in December of 2015. We transferred two embryos, and we lost both of those embryos. And then we took a little break, and our second transfer was in April of 2016, actually on our anniversary. Um, we also transferred two embryos during that transfer, and we lost those embryos as well. And then our third transfer was in June of 2016, and our plan was to just transfer one embryo, but when we arrived at the doctor's office, we found out that the embryo that they had thawed didn't survive the thawing process. So in that case, they had to thaw another one. So we actually did have both of those embryos transferred, and finally, um, we had a positive pregnancy test. So we were elated, we were anxious, we were excited, we were nervous. There was, I remember there were so many feelings that we had. Um, and those first few weeks, we were just so excited. But as it turns out, um, the Lord had other plans for that child. And at our 10-week ultrasound appointment, we found out that we lost our baby around seven and a half weeks. We were devastated. We held it together pretty well in the doctor's office, but when we walked to the car, we both got in and we just wept. And I do remember saying out loud the truth found in Job 121, just so both of us could hear it. And it says, The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. And blessed be the name of the Lord. After the miscarriage actually occurred itself, um, Brent and I placed our baby in the box our wedding bands came in, and we went outside, and we buried our little one under the biggest tree in our backyard, and we placed a marker there, and we stood and we wept as we played Great is Thy Faithfulness, and we read from Job and Psalm. That brought a small amount of closure for us, even if it only seemed to last for a moment. But those days following the miscarriage were some of the hardest that I have experienced. I was prideful and didn't want to admit to anyone that I was handling it so poorly. There were many days that Brent would get home from work and find me sitting out on the floor of our deck, just staring at the yard. I thought somehow if I sat there, I would wake up and it would have been just a terrible dream. But it wasn't a dream, and I was angry and defeated. I started to question why would God allow us to get pregnant if he was just going to take our little one away from us? Why give us such joy and then such pain? Was it my fault? Was it punishment for something I had done wrong? But even through miscarriage, 
the Lord showed his faithfulness. We were surrounded by many people who had suffered this loss, and I had many sweet friends walk through every step with me. Those weeks were hard, but the encouragement we received was a gift from the Lord. So with one embryo left, we decided to just take some time for ourselves. We were still grieving, even starting to question our decision of embryo adoption. Were we sure that we felt the Lord's calling? We wanted to do embryo adoption, so maybe we did what we wanted instead of truly listening to the Lord. And in early September, my parents splurged and paid for a beach vacation for the four of us. So we all piled in their van, and we drove down to Gulf Shores, Alabama, and we stayed a week. We had a blast. It was exactly what we needed after such a loss. We got to go on dates, take walks on the beach. We even went on a jet ski dolphin cruise. It ended with Brent and I on the water, which wasn't supposed to happen. But the Lord really used that trip to heal my heart and to continue to trust in his plans for us. And so in November of 2016, we had our last embryo transfer. And our last remaining embryo, our doctors warned us, was very small, and they weren't sure it would survive the thawing process. And again, we were afraid and anxious and worry was starting to take over. But we prayed that morning for our sweet embryo, and when we arrived for our transfer, our embryologist said that it not only survived, it was thriving, the exact opposite of what they thought would happen. And then we got the best early Christmas present. We were pregnant. And the Lord showed his faithfulness to us again. And even during our pregnancy, the Lord continued to show his faithfulness in protecting our daughter. Um, We had quite a few scares with her. Um, They were afraid she had spina bifida at one point. Um, She had what's called velomenous cord insertion, which could have really affected her growth and her delivery when she came. But on August 1st, 2017, Adley Joe was born a perfectly happy, healthy, happy baby by C-section. And now at two years old, I continue to see the Lord's faithfulness as we learn to parent and to share the love of Jesus with her. We're also waiting to see what the Lord has for us as we are adopting again. We are excited to see how our family will expand and to one day meet our new little one. And one of the verses that I memorized during my pregnancy with Adley is Psalm 33, 20 through 22, and I'd like to share that as I close. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. My encouragement to you listeners is to look for God's faithfulness in everything that you do. Sometimes it can be hard to see, and sometimes you don't want to see it. In infertility, it was hard to see, but it was there. In miscarriage, it was hard to see, but it was there. And looking back over everything we have been through, his faithfulness never wavered, even when we did. But trust him, and also trust in his timing. It is so intimately perfect all the time. So we will always sing, Great is thy faithfulness, as loud as we can. It was sung in our wedding. It was sung as we buried our sweet, tiny baby. It was sung after Adley's birth, and it will forever be sung in my heart. Thank you, Allison, for sharing your story with us and leaving us with that message of encouragement. And thank you, listeners, for taking the time to be kind and listen. Join us next week as Kathy walks us through her journey of grief. She'll tell us about losing both her mom and her dad in a few short years.